Hello, everyone. Ahlan wa sahlan. 欢迎大家的收听 Welcome to this episode of the podcast series on Sino-Minor Trade and Investment Relations. I'm Min Chao Zhao, head of Belt and Road Research at Arabia Monitor, a London-based research think tank specializing in the economies, geopolitics, and markets of the MENA region. The purpose of this podcast is to give you a quick weekly analysis on notable developments in Sino-MENA relations. Be sure to follow us on social media on this topic. Hello, everyone. Today is the twenty eighth of、uh, November, and I'm speaking to you from London. In today's episode, I'm going to respond to a few questions that have risen from a recent、uh, Moody's report on BRI. In the report, it's basically saying this pandemic has severely. Affected the credit and fiscal situations of many BRI countries. Therefore, a lot of BRI projects and financing will be delayed, and BRI investments won't return to its normal level until twenty twenty. So, sorry, I actually meant not returning to the normal level until twenty twenty two. The three questions that we got here are: How has the pandemic affected investments in BRI countries? The second question is: Have projects actually halted along BRI routes? And finally, how do Chinese state-owned entities working on BRI projects usually deal with defaults? So we're gonna dive into each one of the questions, starting from the first one: What's the impact of the pandemic? Well, the pandemic has driven down investments throughout the world. Except for a small number of sectors, such as pharmaceuticals and logistics, due to lockdown measures and travel restrictions in various territories, many of which are continuing as we are speaking now, we have not seen major BRI projects being announced over the past few months, and this is probably true for many other mega projects in the world. Countries along BRI routes have been benefiting from Chinese investments for their infrastructure development and manufacturing capacity before the pandemic. As China's economy continues to recover, we believe Chinese investments will continue to forge ahead despite the initial shock and delay. For some nations, such as the GCC, that used to be net capital exporters, they have tightened their belts due to. The pandemic and will now continue to reposition themselves to receive more FDI, particularly from the east. So we are likely to see a V-shaped recovery for BRI investments, which will become more evident around the time when there is a reliable vaccine that's been distributed、uh, widely. What is also important and often overlooked, actually, by international analysts, is that BRI does not just include state-owned entities. Private sector Chinese companies have been very active in looking at investing in BRI countries. These include, to name a few, e-commerce, tech, automation, renewables, etc. And some have actually grown in interest through the pandemic in certain winning sectors, such as health tech or ed tech, so educational technology. We believe that private sector initiatives will become increasingly important in both their proportion of overall FDI inflows into the MENA region from China, and also in investment volume at a time when major projects at state level are facing delays. But as you know, large strategic initiatives in countries like Saudi Arabia have、um, have stalled through the pandemic. The mega projects amongst these. 
will require large FDI interest. Now onto the second question: Have projects actually halted along BRI routes? I would say that project delays and temporary stops are typical whenever there are travel restrictions. And let's not forget that China and many BRI countries, like the GCC ones, have had amongst the strictest measures in terms of、uh, cutting travel routes and、uh, very strict quarantine, etc. We know a lot of executives working on BRI projects who were stuck in China for months since Chinese New Year, which is February this year, are yet to return to their project bases. So,、um, in that way. But we are not aware of any major project that actually fell through due to the impact of the pan- pandemic. Chinese financiers and、uh, state-owned entities actually are more, are most are particularly resilient to such market shocks, especially given the rapid emergence of、uh, economic recovery in China. Finally, the tricky question about how Chinese state-owned entities working on BRI usually deal with、uh, defaults. When you have a long term of a perspective on investments, as many Chinese investors do, default becomes a relative concept. Appetite for short-term loss absorption in the interest of long-term strategy and market share can be quite strong. Also, different investors in the Chinese investment landscape may have differential risk appetites, and that would allow. For intra-Chinese strategic sales, rather than just the investment, divestment of assets, it's important to remember that BRI is not just an economic initi- initiative. It is about the next economic century and beyond for China on the global map. For Mina region, for example, the China century has just begun. That's what we at Arabia Monitor. Have been saying, and independent of BRI, Chinese investments are unlikely to be significantly scaled back because of a virus that, if we look a hundred years down the line, will have been displaced by many more global risks and shocks, including perhaps more nasty viruses and larger pandemics and more frequent occurrence of pandemics. So that is basically my take on. On the Moody's report,、um, on a pretty gloomy outlook of、uh, BRI projects, and I hope that this analysis helps put things into perspective at this difficult time. Thank you very much, and I will see you in my next episode. There you have it. If you want to reach out and discuss further issues on BRI, please feel free to message me on the platform or via LinkedIn. Thank you.